following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals, well, two of them anyway, have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, yes, the one you've been waiting for, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Um, um. Tangent alert! For Sunday, I believe it is the 12th of September, 2010, this is Casually Hardcore, and we're back home. Yeah. Thank the gods above, we're back but, home. But we lost people, apparently. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the hardcore, you know, the, just the real people are here. Yeah. Today, you know, the the yeah. light-duty ones are elsewhere doing, I don't know, this real-life thing i've heard about didn't we see a copy of that at pax on demo earning the money the money making it possible for us to sit around well that that explains the women what about gwen i thought thought you said you explained the women oh (laughs) sick burn nice welcome to casually hardcore if you're listening live you should also be in internet relay chat come to vtw productions i love you Come to Butthead. No, come to <laughs> vtwproductions.com. Click on the chat button at the top of the screen. If you have a webcam, choose chat plus video so we can see your mug on the interwebs right next to mine. Hi, interwebs. See, if you're on the video wall, you could see me doing that along with Hordak looking really stately today. Loving you. And in the IRC, whether you join us via video or just regular chat, which is just good old text and live interaction during the show... You will find lurking there our very own IRC rep, Barry VA. Barry White. All right, see, so you can't help but just kind of jive to that beat every time. He's also in video chat. He looks a little, a little slimmer in the beard area, too. No, he did not trim the beard. He, he sculpted. Yeah. He, he didn't cut it. Yeah, it's not he gone. Sculpted. Right, right. So that's just shaping the manliness that's right that's directed manhood there (laughs) that's not just random frizzy you know it is coming at you in 3d on the video wall all right yes barry va v barry von awesome is our irc rep if you have something you wish to bring to our attention during the show please do not pm the show host directly we are not able to respond please pm Barry VA, do it now, everyone, Barry, everyone, Barry, Barry, <laughs> haha, see what I did there, in PMs right now, I command it. Also, you may get involved with the show by sending us an email to the email address, the show at alphageekradio.com, that is the show at alphageekradio.com. I believe that is all the formalities out of the way, is it not? Mm-hmm, that's I am it. No, I am no wise. I am Grail. And this is Casually Hardcore with just the men folk. Right. Because we are, the, I think, the only ones who survived. Penny Arcade Expo last yeah. weekend. I was uh, a beaten man on that Tuesday oh going my God. back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Should have taken Tuesday. Oh, what the man. hell was I thinking? 
Yeah, there was uh, a lot of crap waiting for me. Pretty much didn't peter out until Friday, which is why, and I apologize for this, I didn't get around to getting any of the audio content actually edited, and there was a lot of editing. Oh, my God, a lot of editing. Yeah. Because uh, those live broadcasts that were frequently interrupted by lack of AC power resulted in a whole bunch of little files. Oh, boy. Uh, and they are not edited together. And if you look at the front page of vtwproductions.com, or if you subscribe to the many RSS feeds we have there, you will already have received your first heapin' helpin' of Penny Arcade Expo goodness. Yep, because we also got all the uh, photos put up there, at least the bulk of them. Yeah, uh, I've got some more to add. Yeah, and Daxa keeps finding on because we had about six different devices that could take a picture with what? us. A bunch of nerds <laughs> having a selection of electronic devices? Whatever are you talking about? Exactly. So there's still a few more to trickle in. It's it's funny, I even got comments. I, the The number one comment I got over Twitter about the photos were, you saw the DeLorean and you didn't take a picture of the flux capacitor. What the hell is wrong with you? And I had to respond to multiple people and say, yes, I did take a picture of it, but I couldn't get into the car. So it was this shaky, off-kiltered picture and it was blurry as heck. Yeah. But because I've been asked enough, I will still put that up there, even though I don't, I'm not proud of the picture. Flux capacitor... Fluxing. Yeah, it's flux. Oh, yeah, it was in full full motion. That car was pretty sweet. Yep. Um, in the forums, I didn't put this into the RSS feeds because it did not turn out very particularly well. We, we attempted to record the Saturday concert. The sound balance in the room at the time wasn't all that great. The voice-to-instrument ratio was kind of wacky for all the different performers. Yeah. But on top of that, the despite it being a very nice uh, stereo uh, mobile recording device, um, the sound quality was, was only meh. So if you're interested in that, go to the forums at vtwproductions.com, mm-hmm. and you'll find a link to the three files there for MC Frontalot, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. And if you want to give a shot at listening to it, it's out there for you to consume. Yeah. I'm just not particularly proud of how that one turned out. Well, and It was, it was a bad situation. But yeah, reading on the uh, Penny Arcade forums, there's a lot of comments about the concerts this year being in that hall that the acoustics were just off. Terrible. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't just me. No, no. It was ev- everybody the, the had that. The scary thing is, this is the Symphony Hall. Yeah. So what up with that? Well, I how mean, do you screw that up exactly? Well, you know, they don't get much singers in the symphony hall, apparently. They I just guess. get, you know... Symphonies. Symphonies. So, yeah, who knows. But, no, I mean, overall, uh, yeah, it was kind of mixed on that. I mean, I, looking at the feedback thread, because I was curious to see it, yeah. mainly because I was interested to see if there's any pony feedback on that competition, but I hadn't seen any at the Oh, point. that's going to be a whole section. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, I did want to see what the feedback looked like, and the number one feedback was exactly what we had already said and what we experienced. If you're telling people to queue at a time... Don't cue people until the time you say. So right. if you're queuing for a, a, a talk, don't tell people to come back at 1 and then line people up at 12.50. Which is what we experienced. Yeah, and that's they had a lot of people miss the D&D live because mm-hmm. the folks told them that, so they actually went back to their rooms in the Sheridan right. and then came down at about like 12.58 and found that they were you know at the tail end of the line now. Now, to clarify, for those of you who may not yet have heard our two summary shows from Friday night and Sunday night. Right. Sunday night being the less coherent of the two. <laughs> yeah. That was after the, that was the end of the con, and it was after some cocktails. Uh, but I ain't saying, because all you hear from me on that episode is... Yeah, pretty much. But the enforcers... Now, this is an all-volunteer force of organizers, and they are to be praised for their volunteer efforts, because they generally keep things in good order. True. But our experience 
on the one panel we decided to shoot for yeah. was the Dungeons & Dragons Live with Scott Kurtz, Will Wheaton, Jerry, and Mike, mm-hmm. uh, with a DM from Wizards of the Coast who was really good at his job, Yeah, uh, which one would hope, because you know works for Wizards of the Coast, yeah. they're representing them, maybe he should practice. You it's know. like Chris Parsons, I yeah, believe I is his name. name. He did great DM. Oh, yeah. So... We went up wicked early because we were realizing, okay, if you want to get into a panel, you need to queue up wicked early. And we got up there and they said, sorry, the line for the panel before that one is still sitting here. Right. We can't queue you up until this one goes in. To which you said, okay, that makes sense because you'll, you'll have lines mixed up and there's not enough space on this floor. So we went around the corner and down the hall on the same floor. Found a power outlet to hook up the mobile hotspot to, and right. you know, popped our iPads on the internet and set about killing the time. A few minutes later, the enforcers hunted us down yeah. and said, no, you can't line up. It's like, we're not lined up. The lining up is on the other side of the building. We're waiting for the time you said we should report back to the place where the line forms. No, you can't line up here. It's like, you're not following me. Yeah. We're not lined up for anything. We're here because there's a power outlet here, reasonable comfort, and it's not too far from where we need to... I'm sorry, you need to move. Yeah. And they started spouting stuff about fire codes, like, um, there's seven people in this enormous hallway, and you're going to try and convince me that this is a fire code issue? Right. So somebody was tap dancing on the letter of the law a bit too much for my liking, and I got in his face about it and told him, I understand that this is not your fault. But I'm going to go off on you now with hopes that you will take this to your higher-ups when you guys do a debrief at the end of the con. And said, this is completely absurd. Right. You set up a system where you can't get into a panel unless you queue up early, and now you're telling us we cannot queue up early. Yeah. So we went to another place on the same floor, out of sight of the enforcers. <laughs> hidden around the corner. Hidden around the corner. <laughs> and... Waited for 1 o'clock. Right. Well, come 12.55, we see them allowing the seething mass of humanity to come up the escalators and begin forming the line. And only because we were camped out around the corner were we able to get anywhere reasonably close to the front of the line. Right. And anyone who had waited until 1, as instructed, would not have gotten into the panel. No, not at all. I mean, we already were probably... Two hundred and fifty people back, I'd say, easily. We were in the back half of the convention hall. Yeah. So, Penny Arcade Expo organizers, Mm -hmm. you need to work on that. Well, the other big suggestion also is if if you know a panel is going to be big. Now, things like the one we couldn't get into, the Geek Generation Two Point Oh, raising children, was in a smaller hall and it filled way before its time right and we we were turned away but nonetheless i can understand that one you're not going to go okay well um, we're not sure what the popularity on this is going to be any panel that involves mike and jerry mm-hmm. and and or will and or scott gonna be huge needs to that should have all taken place in the symphony hall yeah because that's the only place that had the amp 2300 yeah. seats that had seating to at least allow a lot more people to uh, go to it than the room at the Sheridan, which was their second largest, mm-hmm. but by far smaller, smaller <laughs> than the uh, the Symphony Hall that they. They're definitely the hurting because they're they're tapping out the available facilities. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the, the popularity of the con has reached a point of saturation. Yeah, they could learn a bit from Blizzard on this, where if they could somehow come up with just a large space 
with huge screens and pipe in the presentations. Yeah. So you can have multiple viewing locations instead of a single place. That would probably help a lot. Because that's one thing that Blizzard did reasonably well. Oh, yeah. Was you know one half of the hall would be rebroadcasting the other half of the hall. Yeah. And you just double your seating capacity. Um, now, Blizzard, though, is still able to stay in one location. Because it's much, much smaller. It's much smaller. And much more focused. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of uh, maybe expand into you know just on-site video casting and gobble up as many of the smaller rooms that you may be saying, man, that's not big enough for any of our panels. Put a big honk and flat panel in each of those, mm-hmm. and suddenly they become a really viable crowd reducer. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. That that would help quite a bit. <laughs> um, hopefully they'll look at that. They also are running into issues with there was a large music festival in town at the same time Ooh. which ate up one of their one venues. of the available venues that would have been probably better acoustically than the symphony hall would have been but yeah they they didn't have any choice i can't even begin to wrap my head around the challenges of organizing something of this magnitude oh no kidding <laughs> you can't repel geek power of that magnitude yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah i mean overall it was quite a feat of of organization yeah. most things were were easy to get to it's just it looks like they need a little bit better foresight on their scheduling yeah. of you know what this is going to be the popular panel we have to put this into our largest venue Space. that we have right. and maybe they had issues with where they didn't have the symphony hall available in the mornings i don't know because i know some of their their stuff there didn't really start till the afternoons for the yeah. most part so it's got to be a challenge yeah no no doubt all that kvetching being said yeah we had a hell of a good time. oh it was it was awesome it was uh it was everything that it would build was billed to be yeah nirvana yeah yeah without a doubt gathering of the geek tribes bring it bring yeah it. I, I, Give me more. I want another one just yeah. like it. real soon. Like uh, someone needs to send me large checks so I can go to PAX East. Yeah, when it comes around, they cause... need PAX Phoenix. There you go. <laughs> See, that would got make, it in one. That would make life a lot easier. We'll just rent out the uh, entire know, convention center. Yeah, yeah, the whole fairgrounds everywhere. There you go. We'll just do it all there. That'd be perfect. Yeah, Phoenix has got some great. You just move it to winter, mm-hmm. so that you you know really need to get out of that cold dampness of Seattle, guys. Phoenix, beautiful that time of year. Great convention facilities. Exactly. Brand new light rail. Just come on down. This is your place. That's it. That's it. PAX West, Southwest. There you go. No, PAX, just move PAX Prime here. Don't even know oh, okay. PAX. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah. I want the real one. Why would they want to have a, you know, con it, where they live? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so go home every night and it's really oh, relaxing and geez. enjoyable for them. Puh. Whatever. That was one of the, one of the fun random encounters, and the one of the uh, things I posted today was the oh, floor good. walk from Friday. Oh, cool! Um, edited down from the monstrous number of files that it yeah. was. That was fun, and uh, there were some audio issues for some of the segments. So there's some popping in there. Apologize for that. That's just the realities of trying to do this stuff live from a convention floor. Um, but while we were waiting for Firehose Games to demonstrate their mayhem-inducing uh, title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you actually tried to slam, play that. Slam Rock Brothers or something slam, like that. Slam Shot something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really know, knew it well last weekend. <laughs> now I'm kind of like, it's all a blur. <laughs> we're, all, we're all hanging out there. They're, they're nice. They give us the cooler and say, here's some water and soda. We're, we'll get with you in a minute. And they're just about to start our interview and up walks Jerry Holkins, yeah. a.k.a. Tycho from uh, Penny Arcade. You know, the organizers. And on his arm is Jerry's mama. 
Yep. And Jerry goes up for his turn to, to play this game that he had obviously heard something about and wanted to try out. So he's, right. he's getting the demo. We kind of get preempted. It's like, totally understand. This guy runs the yeah. show that you're presenting at, but Jerry's mama decides to talk to us. Mm-hmm. So in that is uh, an impromptu interview with self-described Jerry's mama, who is probably the, one of the sweetest women yeah. I've ever met, and is also mammothly proud of what her son has accomplished. Oh, without a doubt. And it was a lot of fun to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So seek out that section, because that's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And random encounters with Versus the World radio listeners. Oh, yeah. We got Canthon and Recursive we ran into right. That right after that one, after you were... Making a fool of yourself with that uh, with that eye toy, yeah, uh, or excuse me, PlayStation Eye game, yeah, PlayStation Eye, the Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Live, Live, yeah, that's what they it was. Actually, take the live scan of your body and put it into the game. Yeah, it'd be really <laughs> a lot of fun <laughs> if you were like in your house alone with the, with the, <laughs> with shades, the drawn. shades drawn. Nobody can see you, you know, and you just go to town. Complete, yeah, complete fool of yourself, but still, yeah, yeah it was cute. Bring it on. Yeah, so no, we a lot of uh, interesting looks at games, uh, and very briefly, unfortunately for us, but you know, got to see a smattering of pretty much anything that would be considered a major release within the next year was there. The only thing I didn't want to, I didn't want to brave the line for was the Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah, that one there was, was never a line that was not insane, and they were not giving preferential treatment to no, media passes. No, you couldn't get into which that one. Uh, guys Gearbox. That's a really dumb move if you want uh, press for your game is to not let the press in yeah. or to make them wait in the line because uh, newsflash, we're not going to do it because in the time it would take us to wait in your line, we could cover seven other games. Right, so right. thank you very much. Enjoy doing your own promotions. Yeah. Not that they needed all that much no. help because it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we did get a couple jars of their steroids. So. Yep. I mean, it was big buzz just to see the demo there. But now, of course, they have to actually make a game yeah <laughs> believe it when we see it so we'll see i mean you know gearbox doing it i have a lot more faith than more faith when it was just sitting as an activision uh, property yeah so we'll sitting see. and sitting sitting and, and sitting, sitting yeah and sitting yeah and then uh yeah we saw quite a few other i mean the the little bit i got to see a gears of war three i was pretty happy with i mean it was really just a um uh, the horde mode, except you were playing as the locusts instead of the humans, but it still was an interesting uh, uh, graphics updates and controls for it. Um, saw briefly Knights of the Old Republic, which was really cool. I could have stood there for a lot longer. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We had to kind of pry you away yeah. from the crowbar. Like, uh-huh. No, no, Sith, Sith, good. we're going to play Sith. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was great. I got to ask this this Friday. We were doing a raid, and wow, and. Uh, Ragok, our guildmate we met up there, was, you know, we were doing the raid together. And we brought up Knights of the Old Republic, and he asked me, he said, so are you uh, you still convincing people to go evil? And I'm like, convincing people? I don't care what you people do. I'm saying I'm going evil. Mm-hmm. You guys come or not. If you're not, you know, evil, I'll be beheading your Jedis. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's going. That's all it's going on. Tell but, us how you really feel. But girl. yeah, but now most people have been very uh, supportive of the Go Evil campaign for Knights of the Old Republic. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I've been playing Alliance long enough. I want to do some. Yeah, different. just something different because like I can't remember the last time we played evil characters in any game from EverQuest on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because we're a bunch of characters. Exactly. So I don't care if they look cute. We're going evil. Yeah, that's right. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah. 
We also uh, got around, since we've gotten back, we got to uh, use our LEGO Universe beta code. I've not yet had time. And downloaded it and been digging around. So myself, Dax, and Aridin, uh various times. You know, Aridin and Dax did actually get in and were able to group up and play play together. I The next day, I was able to download it and make my my character. Um, not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, I see. It, obviously, it's it's not the you know you're not targeting your hardcore PvP raiders with this. You think <laughs> you're really looking at this as a probably I would say from five years to as old as you'd want to make it. But I would say their primary demographic would be like five to fourteen or fifteen as their main game players for this. And it you know it does what it says that's what it does you're playing legos you get to build stuff you get to i'm looking forward to playing this one with nemesis yeah yeah i mean i think it will fulfill that need pretty well it was very easy to pick up um you know even if you just want to just go and keep killing things over and over you can do that or you know as as killing as you can get in the lego universe they yeah. explode in blocks <laughs> yeah yeah so but i mean it's it's pretty well done i liked it it's i'm looking forward to that one yeah been a crazy week of no time to do anything at all right, uh, right so hopefully in this next week i'll cobble together a few minutes to get registered for next week the stack of cards here yeah i'm also interested in trying the uh now that the date has actually come the early trial of the lord of the rings online free-to-play right right get in there and sample that one yeah i, I mean i played it at launch so i Me, know so a lot of people you know said a lot of things have changed so yeah i'll be curious to see what it looks like you can find out for free yeah yeah, I mean, they worked for DDO, so hopefully they'll... Uh... Strangely, it's the same house, is it not? Oh, yeah. yeah. Turbine. Yeah. Shocked yeah. that was. Yeah. No, they they said, hey, you know, we made this free-to-play, and we're probably making way more money on this now that it's free-to-play than they were... In air quotes, free-to-play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Free-to-play... Free the basics of the basics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First one's always free, kids. Don't do drugs. You're right. Don't right. do drugs, kids. Though, I mean, and that that's going to be my main comparison, because I know... Uh, Ragak was saying when he talked to them, their their take on it was it was very limited in in Lord of the Rings. What they you know very limited on character slots, limited on the amount of money you could even have. Interesting um, and such like that. DDO seemed a little more open for me. I was able to play that for to like level five or six before really hitting. I even wall. got to a point where I said you know maybe I I would want to buy something where and I still had stuff I could go do. So we'll see how long. Lord of the Rings is going to allow you to to play for free uh, before you're basically put into a box that says you have to buy something or there's it's not no point. Be very interesting yeah, there's that. just nothing else to do. Alrighty then. So how about that uh, My Little Pony contest? Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, so was interesting. Here's <laughs> a cautionary tale for anyone who's running contests. Uh, yeah. Up in the Bring Your Own Computer area, they do at packs. A system where you can reserve a spot, bring your own computer, and hook it to the LAN, and game on your own on your own equipment. Right. Um, it's very restricted access kind of a room, um, and for obvious reasons. Right. But they also, as one of their contests, do My Little Pony P W N Y or P W N I E. There was some contention over how that spelled. Yeah. Basically, they give you a My Pretty Pony to go decorate. To make it into a pony, P-W-N-Y. Yeah. Pones. And on its face, it's just kind of a fun thing to do until you roll in the really serious set of prizes they had brought together. Yeah. An Intel i7 Extreme processor 
So let's say you know thousand dollar processor. processor. Probably in total about twenty five hundred dollars worth, worth of, of prices. Stuff. So the top three were, were really nice. The other one yeah. was a big pile of Logitech gear, um, along with some. There's a couple piles of that, and yeah. then like you know mice, keyboards, all that stuff. There was two cases given away yep. that were probably about hundred dollar cases. Easy each. case, power supply, um, gamer combos. Yeah, and then the other stuff was six through ten was definitely chinzier. So they had. But at the top tiers, oh yeah, big time prices. Really, really motivate you to try it. And in the audience, you've got some pretty serious model makers. Right, right. So, come the final judging, they put together a panel of judges who really, obviously, most of them were not taking it very seriously. No, especially the first couple guys were real tools. Yeah, um, who were just arbitrarily assigning assigning ones because oh well, I don't like the game series that you based your pony on so i'm giving you a one yeah or i don't know i've never played i've never it, heard of so it so you get a one it makes no sense to me so i'm not gonna you know so as this is going on with the first couple of people you see the people in line waiting to present getting progressively more and more pissed off yeah. of um that person's model was really good and right. you just dissed it and, and killed their chances at you know this thousand dollar prize because you're possibly on drugs and screwing around. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I think at least in the case of the first one, he definitely felt like he needed to be Simon Cowell. Yeah. That's what he was emulating. And really didn't matter whether or not he was giving any type of accurate valid or feedback. valid feedback or, or any even paying attention because this was the guy who was also giving scores that with approximate symbols next to it three t- or two times the pie symbol i mean decimal points yeah i mean like, just bs oh like haha that. you're very funny yeah but the killer that really put the knife in this was they allowed some kids to play yeah to participate like a, a nine-year-old and his six-year-old sister, sister right who came up to present their armor pony hand in hand and just gave this drippingly cute presentation yeah Here's our pony. We, we did it all ourselves. You can take the chest plate off, and it fits on the eyes like sunglasses. And right. Just, of course, the judges, I'm not going to assassinate a kid's hopes and dreams, gave them all tens. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was a couple that were a little bit lower, but, I mean, it Nothing was... Nothing lower than an eight. It was very difficult seven. for them, which artistically was probably the weakest pony in the yes. competition. And I mean, it's still for for kids. Yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah. and don't get me wrong. It, but it was a what were failing. They, what were they doing allowed in the competition in the first place? Yeah, because nobody, especially the poor person that had to go after that, just ha- I mean, to have a chance when you have kids doing this thing that was basically like, I, you know, I was expecting them to say they were orphans at the at one yeah. point during their speech because it was so just like, oh, we put it together. So after that point, the judges realized that they'd just blown the bell curve and right. start inflating. Yeah. So if you got to present later in the competition, you got inflated scores. Right. So then, yeah, you so, had people they had to give like 11s to or, you know, whatever. To try and basically make sure the kids didn't win. So yeah. the kids came in second. Right. And took the huge pile of Logitech loot home. Right. Um, and the uh, Batman pony, yeah, Bat right. pony, Bat pony uh, one, which was and in that case, the model for hers was really, really good because she had a whole diorama with it, yeah, the I whole mean, and all everything, and everything herself. She even had like little Batman, you know, face gear for when she did her presentation. Her presentation yeah. was pretty weak, but uh, in terms of the she, pony, her heart was in it. It was very, but, good. but yeah. the model was very good, yeah. but. 
no way in hell that the kids' pony deserves second place. No, no. There was a, there was a lot of them that got just slammed Dissed. for no apparent reason. I really thought the portal pony was pretty clever. Yeah, and that one just got lambasted for well, yeah, the reason. Portal was because, funny three years ago. Yeah. It's like, um, guys, Portal Two is being demoed yeah, exactly. in, in the con downstairs. So shut the bleep up. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah, so it was a travesty. Basically, it was it was really bad. I mean, the, really that that competition is really good. The the skills People. put on by the folks that did it were excellent. The Zergling pony, the Queen of Blades yeah. pony. They need to uh, either need not to do get, it yeah. or take it more seriously. I think they should do it. I think they just need to understand that the judging has to have be up to the level of the effort that the folks well, are, also, that are participating. Don't have it be a hold-up-the-number kind of a judge. No. Judging. Have it be a secret ballot that they can wait to the end to fill out, and exactly. they can go back and edit and re-weight things after they've seen all the presentations. Yeah. And then send the ballots up to be tabulated and then just announce the winners. Yeah. Instead of the, I'm going to hold up my card with the number and explain why I'm doing it. And this is my chance to be funny in front of an yeah. audience. Like, no, wrong answer. Yeah. So I hope they rejigger it and, and bring it back next year because it's really good. It mm-hmm. just needs to be taken a little more seriously. Or have it be nothing but gag gifts. Yeah. As, and do it solely for the fun of it. Just for the fun. If, if they want to go that route with the judges. The other thing I would say is, though, because of the amount of effort folks are putting into it, have the, at least the final competition done somewhere that's more public than the BYOC. Yeah, you had to be. We only got in because we had media passes. Media passes, and we knew somebody in, there, in there who could escort us in. So it was, yeah, it was very difficult for folks that didn't do the BYOC to even know of this comp- mm-hmm. competition, unless the people took their ponies out onto the floor. Yep. So that would be the other suggestion. And that brings us up against the first break, mm-hmm. where we have a couple episodes of Northrend News from the amazing Amelia Overbay Day. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And we're reminiscing about our attendance to Penny Arcade Exposition last weekend, now that we actually have slept. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. Are you tired of being dies in hatred, of being peed on by October, of being enticed to play Xbox and have ice cream by October, or worst of all, to visit the Spirit Healer every week with Ireland? Then it's time to do something about it. The world strikes back every Saturday with GoHex, only on vtwproductions.com. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In these dog days of summer, Northrend News takes a continuing look at how our esteemed faction leaders are beating the heat. And this week, it seems our heads of state are taking a long, cool break in the digital oasis. With the launch of the Steamweedle Cartel's new internet cafe in Booty Bay, it's not just adventurers who are taking some time off from killing Scourge or besting dragons to play Bejeweled. With lines out the door and a 3,000% profit margin during the cafe's opening week, it's clear that everyone's interested in escaping the August doldrums. Magatha Grimtotem is sharpening her skills in interior design and digital homicide by playing The Sims House Party. Nearby, in the console section, brothers Bran and Magni Bronzebeard are showing Lara Croft through the darker tunnels and more dangerous rooms of Tomb Raider. Garage Hellscream is slaughtering legions of Darkspawn in Dragon Age, while at a nearby computer, High Tinker Mechatork has fired up that perennial favorite, Fallout. 
And King Varian Rin was caught logging on to an RP server of World of Warcraft itself to raid Ruby Sanctum on his level 80 orc shaman. Though King Rin has tried repeatedly to get fellow faction leader Jaina Proudmoore to roll a faction change, Ms. Proudmoore asserts that she will be waiting to see the new talent trees in Cataclysm. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top story, the fields outside Ironforge are seeing some early brewfest activity this year as a new partnership is forged between the dwarves and the murlocs. As Gurgle Hergel, chief Murloc Fest spokesperson, told our reporters via a Scenarian Circle translator, the goals of this new partnership are to promote Murloc friendship across Azeroth through the joining of Hand and Finn and the raising of tankards to enjoy the world's finest ales. Far from rejecting what some critics are calling a threat to dwarven livelihood at Brewfest, the brewers and quaffers of Ironforge are embracing their new Murloc allies. Both the Thunderbrew and Barley Brew alehouses have created specialty brews to celebrate the Murloc holiday, the Shiny Scale Stout, and the Oracle Pale Ale. And Ironforge's chief alewife and quality assurance tester, Mildred Two Tankards, says she was honored to perform the festival's opening day speech as the Murlocs began their week-long tribute to ale. With a highly successful kickoff held Friday afternoon, Murloc Fest 2010 is now well underway, with Murlocs as far as Darkshire and Stranglethorn Vale making the trip to Dunmoreau. In fact, only one tribe of Murlocs failed to make the invite list, the scourge-stricken Murlocs outside Tirasfall Glades. Says event spokes Murloc, Gurgle Hurgle, Murloc Fest is here to promote peace and understanding and good ale. Apparently, the brew these Murlocs submitted wasn't up to par. But rumor has it that the Tirasfall Murlocs aren't taking the slight lying down. In fact, Murloc emissaries were seen venturing into the caverns of Blackrock Depths to meet with Corin Direbrew. If an alliance is struck between the Murlocs and the Dark Iron Dwarves, Azeroth could face a particularly bumpy brewfest in the weeks to come. But for now, Ironforge is enjoying this unlooked-for holiday, as Murloc patrons and tourists bring new business to the region's shops and markets. When asked his opinion on the unusual events, King Magni Bronzebeard's only response was to quaff his mug of mighty Murloc mead and join his fellow drinkers in a rousing chorus of... For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Hi, I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Dad told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? That's great! Actual physical contact! Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio. Let's talk about tablet PCs for a second. Okay. Those of you in video can see me holding up my shiny new Apple iPad. Now, if you've been listening to this show and not completely asleep, you've got to be saying, Huh? (laughs) Nomize has an iPad. What up with that? Well, uh, a client gave it to me, so I wasn't exactly going to say no to that. No. And I had the opportunity to... While it was still sealed in the box, take it back for a you know, cash refund at the Apple Store. Take that money and go buy the Android alternative, which is still not available. Right. 
because there are no viable alternatives and there's no signs of there being a viable alternative. The only one that's really on the horizon is the uh, Samsung Galaxy Tab, which is coming apparently sometime in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. It's a 7-inch tablet, but basically it's also a cell phone. So they're attempting to make it a big, fat smartphone. Uh, I don't want a big, fat smartphone. I want a tablet PC that's separate and distinct from my big, my little portable smartphone. Right. So uh, com- competitors to the iPad, you done failed me. Yep. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw me taking a picture of the box before I opened it, and the caption read simply, you win this round, Mr. Jobs, because you're the only game in town. Yeah. And pretty much uh, the iPad has been everything it's been advertised to be. Yep. Um, and everything that's large shortcomings have been advertised to be. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to multitasking in November. Yeah. Uh, kind of curious what the big holdup is. They've obviously fine-tuned it and perfected it for the iPhone. iPhone 4 multitasking seems to work quite well. Yeah. Highlight's employer gave her an iPhone 4 and had a chance to play with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not sure why uh, they're still waiting on the OS release for the iPad, which was due out, I believe, in August, actually. And Nomai's had to run away because the squeaker is super squeaking at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, no, otherwise, we did use, we had two iPads then on this journey, which basically meant every single meal we had, there was always two people using iPads with the third person kind of staring off into space or usually at a cell phone at that point. <laughs> well, and the irony of this is pretty much routinely throughout the entire con, how were we getting the iPads onto the Internet? Oh, through the, the Android phone. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the mobile hotspot on the Android phone turned out to be wonderfully yeah. useful uh, because the what Wi-Fi there was was completely annihilated. Yeah, it was. I mean, a bit, the only we were only limited by power. <laughs> yeah, kept on killing the. Uh, and I've since discovered I had some rogue applications that were actually hitting the radio way too hard, oh. like my Twitter app, and I had an old leftover exchange synchronizing program that I had since replaced with just the built-in 2.2 support and had forgotten to uninstall the old one. So once I got rid of those, battery power improved greatly after we got back from the con, of course. So what we were, whenever we would camp out for any period, we'd find an outlet, plug it mm-hmm. in, and we would have Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi for our two iPads through the Android. Android, exactly. See, can't we all just get along? It can co- as it, uh, coexist. coexist. Yeah. I'll just sponge my bandwidth off of you and then <laughs> kick you to the curb. Pretty much. <laughs> the nicest thing, and again, if you follow on Twitter, you've heard me already honking on mightily about this, was the $5 uh, Wi-Fi right. on the Alaska Airlines flights, which for the first you know, 15, 20 minutes were fantastic, and then people on the plane realized, hey, there's Wi-Fi here, and it got slower and it's slower cheap. and slower. Yeah, yeah. Considering so, most planes I've seen is like at least ten dollars, if not twenty bucks, right. for a flight. And so, yeah, no, that that worked out very well. Um, now, in general, the iPad did exactly. I, I thought it worked beautifully in this setting for running around a con, having an app on it, the convention list, which gave us the full schedule, uh, maps, handy. everything we could. Yeah, want. shout out to the conventionist. Yeah, which is a convention application that. You then load modules into for the convention you're mm-hmm. attending, maps, schedules, all the whole shebang. Yep. It was basically the the program you got when you walked in the door in, in electronic format. In electronic format, it's meant for the. It's an iPhone app or iPod but, Touch, but you can double size. But it. yeah, you can it easily. Yeah, it, it worked great. So that was awesome. Um, 
No, I mean, everything else, the the ability to get to the Internet, to IRC, the ability to use it as a place to offload some picture types I found. There's right. other pictures or movies that it just doesn't basically like. said, no, I don't know what that is, so I'm not going to even allow you to see them. Right. <laughs> I was like, hey, just show me the files at least. In my you know, week and a bit of being an iPad owner, I've realized the, the things that make this more useful than my netbook. And I've already, you know, I've already gone back and forth with Octail via IRC, not IRC, via uh, Twitter. Twitter yeah. Of course, he's being his normal uh, naysaying self, <laughs> saying the, well, congratulations, you just did all the things I could have done on my tab, on his um, satellite tablet PC. Right. Um, for, you know, $350 more than I spent. So have a nice day. And what you don't take into account is the instances where you will whip this thing out, we would never consider taking the time to open up a netbook or a tablet PC, wait for the damn thing to boot, mm-hmm. and the length of time it will last before it needs to hit AC power again. So the two things about this thing, never mind the really easy-to-use touch interface and the gorgeous screen, is the instant on. Hit the button, and you're ready to roll. That's That's... Huge, and I think overlooked in a lot of the reviews of these devices, is when you've got a device that is instant on, it changes your attitude towards it in a profound way. Mm-hmm. Versus the oh god, I got to boot up the netbook, crack it open, and wait. Yeah. And all I want to do is update Twitter, or all I want to do is look up this thing quickly. And when you've got something you just want to do fast, this really is right. This hey, instant on. Right. That and the massive battery life, and the fact that I, I didn't ha- would not have had to have plugged this thing in for the entire convention more than once. I did just because it was convenient to plug it in at night, but it would have been fine for two three days with that usage pattern, and would have been great. And I think this is what is delaying the multitasking is Apple is trying to have iOS 4 on the iPad not take that suck, away. Suck up the battery. Kill the yeah. battery. Because right now, in its current form, it just goes and goes yeah. and goes. I've never been below you know 60% battery capacity on this thing. Yeah, download Plants vs. Zombies, and then you'll watch that Galcon Fusion go away. <laughs> I played Galcon Fusion on this thing constantly while we were stuck online and on the plane, yeah. and it th- didn't seem to harm the battery overly much. Well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't Add taxing to it. It's just that if you, you use, play it for six straight hours. Well, I mean, that's still six <laughs> hours of battery life. Exactly. I mean, that's, versus the one and a half to two I get off my netbook. That's what caused us to basically have to recharge the iPad every night for us. You showed Daxa Plants <laughs> yeah. versus Zombies, and then, then the iPad was hers for the rest yeah. of the trip. I noticed. No kidding. So yeah, but since then I've you know, there's a zombie yeah. on your lawn. Now I'm going back and doing the achievements. On <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's a, that's another strength of this. I think any game out there that is very heavy on mouse clicks, um, but without a lot of scrolling, works better on an iPad than it does uh, even on a computer. Yeah, like Galcon Fusion, which the is interface very, totally changes the game. Very, uh, you know, click here, click here, click down. Yeah. Doing that with your finger is faster than yep. doing it with a mouse. No, it's completely more entertaining. I mean, I love Galcon Fusion on the desktop. Yeah. And I like it more 
on this because it just it changes the your reaction times. Right. The, the design of the game really lent itself to the touch interface. So yeah. there's, there's probably plenty of game devs out there that are looking at that and saying, hmm, what can we do with this multi-touch thing? Exactly. And, I mean, yeah, IRC mentions, yeah, PVC is now even on Xbox Live, which is great. I'm happy to see it expand. But I can tell you I would destroy anybody or or any uh, level on my iPad much easier than I would on Xbox Live just because of the control mechanism. Um, much like a first-person shooter, you know, a computer player would outperform a console player uh, because of the mouse and keyboard. The control Superior scheme, it just, make, it just fits it the best right now. Yep. So, um, um, you know, full disclosure, I didn't pay for this. Yeah. So, you know, my just, just like you know, I did not pay for the Android phone. Right. Full disclosure there is I <laughs> love them. You both. like free shit. I do. <laughs> Duh. Well, the IRC thing, you know, I seem to huggle up to electronic devices. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I do this show? Hello. Let me rub against my microphone. Oh, uh. Old school. Old school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I... I've been dying for a workable tablet mm-hmm. for ages, for literally years. I've tried to make the Microsoft offerings and the tablet PC do what I'm now doing with this thing finally. Right. Uh, last night, perfect example, um, doing the Saturday night downtime thing. And without budging from my butt from the bed, went from watching multiple episodes of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex to reading a book off of Kindle, to playing a little Gal Confusion, to checking my email. And there was several hours of relaxation. Right. All in one shiny, easy-to-use device. Well, that's good. That's the place where I wanted it to fit in my life. It didn't burn my hand after overheating for a while. It didn't need to be plugged into the wall. Uh, the interface wasn't clunky, causing me to reach for a stylus every two seconds with a, an annoying clicky thing for right-clicking. Um, just it, it solved most of the shortcomings of all the predecessors. And I think they finally succeeded in creating this new category of device, yep. which I've been wanting for so long. So my lusting is now over, and, and I, I have... There you go. I have my shiny. You're done. You've, uh, you know... And if a, Your it, soul was cheap. <laughs> what are the what are souls used for anyways nowadays? See hey, nothing. I'm still watching for a valid Android computer. Oh yeah. Well, don't I mean, don't yeah. think I haven't stopped looking. Yeah. I'm just unwilling to wait the obviously long period of time we're going to need to wait to get a valid competitor because even Google themselves is saying we're really not backing people who are making tablets because Android OS as it stands right now is not intended for a tablet. And if you want full support from Google, you have to meet the minimum requirements, which part of the minimum spec is must have 3G capability. Oh, sure. Because it's intended for smartphones. Right, right. And I'm waiting to see what the offering that Google comes up with for specifically for tablets and what innovations they may have. But that's looking like it's going to be a long wait. Yeah. So I wanted to play now. And, uh, yeah, well, there's a lot to be. I mean, there's a reason why companies strive to be the first to market. <laughs> yeah, it's just rare that you see someone this far ahead of the yeah. curve. Yeah, I well, mean, Apple get... was not first to market with a smartphone. No, no, not at all. They were way behind the curve on that one. They just came out with something very different. Yeah, it was it was a 
totally new. And actually, way if you go back and look at, at the original iPhone. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a primitive hunk that thing! Oh is. yeah, I mean. There was no app store. Well, considering most people still had flip phones and right. crap like that exactly. with just a static screen on it, yeah, it was revolutionary. Um, but I mean, same thing, even in gaming, you saw like when the first PlayStation came out, it was the first. Now, I always felt... Uh, first one that wasn't solid state anyway. That wasn't... Um, Cartridge-based. Cartridge-based, yeah, you're right. It was, well, I'm trying to remember. The NES the, and the SNES predate. Well, but they had Sega CD. Yeah. So that was on the J. It was an add-on to the Genesis, but it was a a CD. Yeah, and the TurboGrafx but CD was there. It, it was 32-bit gaming. That was right. the big thing. It, it, big it took it to the Optical next level. Optical media, 32-bit. Gaming. Whereas you saw an item like the Dreamcast, which I loved. I thought it was a great system, but it came out later and was already dead because of the market penetration that uh, Sony had already achieved. Yep, penetrating it. <sighs> yeah, my wife has some lovely bumper stickers. I said, "When was the last time you were penetrated?" Talking about penetration testing for nice. network security, but you wouldn't know that just by looking at <laughs> some exactly. like, Read the fine print. Yeah, hmm. is this uh, Quagmire talking here? Oh right, oh right. You ever been penetrated? Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, I can uh, I can give a recommendation. Um, still too pricey for my tastes, which is the reason why I didn't actually buy it. Um, when it reaches, I say I would think the two ninety nine price point when you can walk in and get a, a, uh, an Apple iPad for two ninety nine, which will probably happen next gen will come out and then the current gen will, the, yeah. the Wi-Fi only 16 gigabit version will get bumped down to two ninety nine. Um, two forty nine, two ninety nine. that'll be a moment of okay now everyone in the world has an iPad because um, that's a more palatable price point than three ninety nine, which is the entry level no 3G, no GPS, 16 right. gigabyte. Right. And 16 gigabyte ain't all that much. No. Yeah. It, you started with I knew. The, you went back for the 64, did you not? No, I started at 16 and went back and got 32. 32, Because, okay. I, yeah, I came home and within an hour of playing around with it, realized I'd fill 16 way fast. Yeah, so, uh, no, we can need some so, more. I already got that problem still on my freaking Xbox 360 where I have like... I guess it's whatever the original hard drive was, which I five, think is like 12 gigs. 12 gig. Where, which is wacky because it's actually like a 40 gig drive that they're only letting you use 12 of. That's really depressing. Yeah. Considering I use, you know, six gigs of rock band music on uh-huh. there, it kind of puts me into a, a bit of a box. You know, I download two demos and that's about it. So, and with uh, all the bevy of games, which I love when they decide to saturate uh, the game market in a month and a half period. We're about to, which is good. You're getting all these free devices. Not that you'll be buying games because you still have Demon Soul sitting there doing nothing. No, it's doing something. It's holding up the dust. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah it's very effective. <laughs> it's my gravity indicator. Nice. So if that's not levitating, then I know that I paid the gravity bill. Oh boy. So, so yeah. Canthon in the IRC um, talking about Windows Seven phone uh, versus Droid. We uh, our guildmate is an employee of. Uh, a large software company in Redmond, Washington. And we went on a tour of the campus there and saw some of the, the preview content for the Windows 7 phones. Right. And it looks really well developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs to be because Microsoft has really got to redeem themselves with this because they, they used to be a real leading edge Force. of smartphones. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they had some with the... Uh, version 5 and version 6 in its early days. Yeah. But 
they've fallen out of relevancy with their last several versions. Yeah. And then there was this whole the whole kin thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not so good. And we're hoping that uh, Windows Seven will not be next of kin because kin was a horrible abortion. Um, so let me let me be clear to IRC real quick. I'm not dissing. Demon Souls. I'm dissing the fact that Nomise's ability to get it into the machine to actually turn on and play. Have, what is this? Play? I have no opinion of the game. I can play Demon Souls, <laughs> or I can post the PAX material. Yeah, yeah. Which would the IRC rather I do? I think we know the answer. Exactly. I take on Sheesh. too much. Um, yeah. Speaking on taking. Speaking of taking on too much, I'm working on UAT Radio uh, over at the university. Is who, that going to be? It's just a school-based version oh, of, cool. of what we do. I'm just I'm showing students how to podcast and how to do streaming radio. I do a little one-credit-hour class. Oh, nice. But also, I'm going to try and start doing the Alpha Geek interviews over in the auditorium or the theater at the university live with the student audience. Oh, cool. Um, trying to, le- to leverage some of the contacts we made at Penny Arcade Expo. Uh, shooting for Saturdays. We'll see what pans up. Just watch the front page of vtwproductions.com. For the uh, simulcast uh, versions of Alpha Geek interviews, um, I also have some students there who are interested in doing something similar to Alpha Geek Radio, as far as uh, open sourced, open open licensed music. Oh, cool! Um, so we'll see what what more fun stuff can come out of that. Wait, they want to broadcast open source music, or they actually play? music? They want to broadcast. Okay, okay. they want they want to put together playlists of good music that you were allowed to play as long as we're not. Um, you know, making money off of it, the whole Creative Commons thing for the win. Cool. Thing. And so the uh, just keep an eye on the front page of VTW Productions for announcements regarding that. Hopefully there will be some developments in the very near future. Right on. Trying to get, uh, get uh, verbal commitments from Jonathan Colton and Paul and Storm yeah. to do some Skype interviews. So we'll see if we can actually make that happen. Uh, those those will likely be entertaining as hell, especially Paul and Storm. Because right. It's them. Right. And I'll let you know what comes of it. Yeah. Boo and yah. So, let me prepare here. We are up against our next break, more or less, which, of course, I did not uh, prepare music for. <laughs> <sighs> Just talk amongst yourself. Blah, blah, blah. iPads are good. No, actually, uh, you are, you I are do highly wanna, professional. Uh, yeah, no, I do want to talk, I think, in the next segment. Or, no, we got mail next. But then we, after, we after that, yeah. at some point, I do want to kind of cover what, what is releasing, though, in the next month. Because, damn, <laughs> I'm going to be bankrupt. <laughs> you, you saw this one coming, yes. We, oh, we yeah. touched on this before. Well, now I've seen the Even, games themselves, uh-huh. so now I'm actually excited for some of them. Must play, must so, play. Yeah, yeah. All right. You are listening Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio. When we come back, we'll be doing emails, shout-outs, and stuff from the Black Void of the IRC. Mm-hmm. Got a little Brad Sucks queued up for you here. This one will be after the adverts. Look and feel years younger. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, 
web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW.
Hello, I'm Oxhale. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? Well, if you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. That's VTWSubs at gmail.com. You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Smooth jazz. Smooth <laughs> jazz. Ah, ah, ah. The coyote. K-Y-O-T. Yes, I was kind of doing that in the style of one of our uh, <laughs> advertisements for our local uh, public radio station, KJZZ. Shout out to you. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, yes, we're into our email and shout-outs segment. So, if you have emails and shout-outs, please direct them to us at the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. You can also send a personal message to the Barry Von Awesome, that is Barry VA, in the Internet Relay Chat channel, also accessible via vtwproductions.com. You got something, Grail, or should I go? Oh, uh, let's see here. Okay, I have one entitled Banning Video Games and Medal of Honor. Hello, Casually Hardcore. First time writer here. Been listening since fall last year. It's taken me until midsummer to catch up on all your podcasts, and I'm still getting out of the mentality of this content is from a year ago, and I can't send emails about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remind myself that, yes, your most recent podcast, blah. Your most recent podcast was, well, your most recent podcast. You briefly mentioned the call for banning Medal of Honor, which caught my attention. I never played Medal of Honor before, but it doesn't sound to me like there was anything all that objectionable. Uh, objectionable. At least from the brief description I got listening to your show and skimming the article. Still, I have a few questions. Is the Taliban portrayed in a negative light? Are the acts they perform considered bad in the context of the game? Are we talking about depicting real-life acts or fictionalized video game campaigns? For me, as long as evil is portrayed as evil and not glorified or encouraged, I see no problem. Playing as part of the bad guy is often a part of the video games, but that doesn't mean that the acts performed are encouraged or considered good. Often, when seeing things from the eyes of the other side makes it clear just how insane manipulative or outright evil they are being offended by allowing players to view things from both sides seems rather silly to me and trying to ban a game for the reason seems rather like a waste of time thanks for reading loved your show i have 20 characters so i'll make this easy for you kangura the scryers alliance side and kangura ice crown alliance side carpet sharks awesome there you go i don't remember this conversation i don't think i was here for this one I'm not sure <laughs> um it was a because you are able to play as the Taliban, mm-hmm. people were calling for the banning of the game. And the argument, the counter-argument was, well, somebody has to be the bad guy. Right. Um, but it's a hot-button issue where you know the TV is telling us every day of our lives, terror, 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 sure. terror, terror, terror. You know, of course facilitating the achievement of the terrorist goals by making us live in fear. Yeah. Way to go, media. Um, and so you, you have a video game that depicts, by name, the most notorious terrorist group in the world. Right. Or one of them. In this case, this is the Taliban as opposed to merely something more general like Al-Qaeda. Um, so the objection was, oh my God, how dare you? These people have killed thousands. They are the most evil force known to man. Your game should be banned because you're allowed to play as these evil, evil people. Oh, okay. 
Um, to which I say, no, you have an option to vote with your wallet and not purchase or promote this game. But you don't get to say that no one may have this. Sure. Uh, they're not calling for the harm of anyone. They are not uh, rallying people around the cause. Um, we're all grown-ups here. We can make our own decisions. Yeah. I don't... So. I mean, come on. How many games are you playing Nazis? Exactly. Or, you know, even in the... But f- that was way back in the past, you oh, see. Uh, so, we beat them. So in Counter-Strike, the fact you can play terrorists, you're but generic terrorists. Terrorists. See, so, the whole point is they, they've uh, called them out by name. Seems to be the big deal here. Gotcha. Is that by allowing you to play as the Taliban and potentially to win... Uh, Around. You are you are glorifying the Taliban somehow. Okay. Never mind that you can play as a terrorist in Counter Strike, right. or you can play as a Nazi in any of the Wolfenstein games. You can also win, therefore glorifying those causes as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the argument falls down very quickly. Wow. All right. Got it. There's no content in the game itself that glorifies either side. And let's back up the truck here and say these are war games that uh, glorify. You know, killing in general, no matter which side you're on. So, if you want to argue the point, argue that point. Yeah. Um, that you know, maybe we should back off on the violence and the graphical blowing up of the people part, and not worry about necessarily what label you stick on it. But that's a whole other story. So, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Blowing people up is fun in the virtual space. Exactly. Blowing up pixels. Sure, we'll go a, with that. Uh, <laughs> you were going to get us banned. Yeah, exactly. See what we're talking about here. I know. I'm, I'm testing the theory here. <sighs> <laughs> Get back in your crate. All right. Okay, I've Next got one here. email. This one's called Guild Wars 2 and Firefall from Zenith. Hey, guys, you get a chance to play or see Guild Wars 2 at PAX. Every time I see anything about the game recently, it looks more and more like the game to keep my eyes on. From the sheer amount of innovation and great ideas that it is pushing. Also, the Necromancer class looks epic. Also, did you get a chance to see much of Firefall, the free-to-play shooter announced at PAX? Uh, we did not get a chance to get near very much Guild Wars 2. I did get to interact with uh, Red Six Studios' Firefall. Uh-huh. Looks like a lot of fun. It, and on its surface, it's kind of a bug hunt kind of a shooter thing oh, okay. with a you know heavy on the power armor. Um, I got kind of a, a StarCraft Ghost vibe off of the female character they were featuring. Um, but it looks to be a lot of fun. Um, that was their big secret uh, reveal at PAX, uh, was Firefall. Okay. Uh, I didn't actually get to sit through the demo and come away with one of the sweet Firefall shirts, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, but, oh well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw briefly uh, Guild Wars 2. Um, just the graphical changes compared to the first Guild Wars is what struck, struck me the most. Um, you know, this is a one-minute view time review, so yeah. don't, don't put much stock in this. I walked by the booth. Yeah, I, I sat there and stared at it until I realized that I'd gotten separated from where Daxa was and I had to go you know, catch up to her. But the the graphical changes, the fact it was all 3D now, that was very different looking. Um, in talking to some people that did play it, they said it was fun. Uh, again, a lot different from the original Guild Wars. However, uh, it was definitely engaging. They, they enjoyed it. I think the, the big deal I've seen about Guild Wars too is they are taking a stab at breaking the holy trinity of MMOs. Apparently, there will not necessarily be the tank, healer, DPS 
triad this go round. I have not looked closely at what the alternative is, but they just say it's not going to be that. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what's going to really break that. I know there's a, a good post on the forums right now as well, uh, where an article was put up about how ridiculous the Holy Trinity is of, mm-hmm. of co- tank, healer, DPS. Um, if you were really fighting. If you were really fighting, however... It would be headshots for the high DPS, low armor guys from the get-go. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, you know, it's the Shadowrun rule. Shoot the Shaman first. Exactly. No, why would you sit there and just focus no, on... I'm reminded of Penny Arcade uh, where... Yeah, the heavy <laughs> yeah. and the medic. <laughs> love of god i know you want to shoot the man with the big gun shoot this guy right here yeah the guy for the love of god him. kill the medic yeah yeah so i mean they, it definitely doesn't from a logical standpoint make sense however i haven't seen a gameplay mechanic that works as well as that well because real life is not a game right right real life in a real fight situation is not fun right so don't try and base your gameplay mechanic on RL because we're all trying to get away from RL yeah. to play these games. Yeah, I mean, for what we're doing, well, we're we're playing in a fantasy game already. It already is make believe. So why wouldn't the fights be precisely you know, that way too? So I would love to see it. I would love to see them come up with something that's different. I know Warhammer. We mentioned this Warhammer. Uh, kind of broke the mold where everybody did DPS, even your healers did DPS to generate their ability to heal, but you still had the ones that were the good at, at soaking damage and could generate aggro. You still had the ones that did a lot of damage, but you know had paper mache type but armor. But then they broke the mold with the squigs. I mean, come on. But yeah. Those were that's just a pet class. <laughs> but what a pet class. Played from inside the pet. Yeah. I mean, come on. Eh. Steering with tonsils. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is an interesting game mechanic. <laughs> exactly. You summon your pet, you beat the snot out of it until it gets really angry at you and swallows you, and, and then, then you, you pilot it from the pilot inside. Pilot around. I yeah. mean, and done. Somebody needs to top that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, just, I just like watching the, the gameplay videos. That, that, that's oh, yeah. funny as hell. <laughs> no kidding. All right, so let's see. Have one here that is DDO is epic. Hey, guys. Epic. With my WoW account dead and no chance on revival, I browsed my choices of uh, MMORPG games and uh, that I can play for free outside of free private WoW servers that are all over the Internet. D&D Online is one of the games, and if you had any chance to play D&D but don't have the money to play, I would highly recommend it for free. I would like to get your thoughts about free MMORPGs, and if you've played any of them, DDO included, I would like to get your thoughts. Congrats on being survivors from PAX. Cup check, and how drunk was everyone? What did you drink? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll address that piece first. <laughs> um, you can remember? Too bad. It wasn't as bad as you would have probably been led to believe. There were people that were too drunk. Oh, wow. Like, super drunk. I um, went the hell home at that point. You know, it was a long night. We started at 8. We got done at about 2 in the morning. So, five bars. And really, I only had a drink per bar. So, now I, w- I was fine. Daxa yeah. maybe had a, one more drink extra because she didn't understand the rules in one bar. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, no, that was fine. Um, you know, and then Sunday, we had a few more drinks after the con. Because th- that was just to deaden the pain yeah there was no whole lot of enjoyment out of that just like oh yeah i don't hurt as much when i drink this so so definitely um 
And then, yeah, I think, you know, we kind of touched about this in the first segment. But, yeah, I've played DDO level five I. or six. It, it's a lot of fun. I think it was. I had a halfling barbarian because, of course. Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> because I can. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, for a free game, yeah, it's pretty epic. Um, plus the fact they in there they've built in some mechanics that if you get enough achievements, you can actually earn points to spend on their store. So that also was uh, an interesting take. Achievements equals currency? Yeah. Don't tell Octale. Well, I think it, it works pretty well. So that, and then, we like we mentioned, we wanted to check out Lord of the Rings. I haven't played it since two years ago when I had my uh, Shire Mafia with my Halfling. Yep. We will, we, did get, we got the cards that, uh, as of the ninth, allow us to get into the... Uh, Free to play demo, right? Because uh, they're switching that one. So I'm again in my copious free time. Uh, yeah. Plan to get in there and check it out. I'm actually more interested in the Lego Universe thing that bastard you've already gotten into and seen. Uh, I think cause I think Nemesis here on the couch here would be very interested in that. Oh yeah, boo. Well, with Aerodin, uh, it was no. I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it. Well, here, just play it a little bit. Okay. I don't, don't want to go to bed. I want to play. It. <laughs> All right. So okay, yeah, it's sold. You win well. this round, Lego. Score. Okay, we have more emails and shoutouts. I have Black Void okay. content here. Go ahead. From the amazing Barry Von Ossif. From Cupcheck, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Cobra, who agreed to pay my WoW account and failed horribly when I got an email saying something along the lines of, Sorry, dude, you charged fourteen ninety nine to a maxed-out credit card. Ooh. So that's like say a shout out. That's more of a uh, I don't know blacklisting. First yeah. of all, you took payment from a dude named Cobra. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was he wearing a blue hood? With his <laughs> eye holes, kind of, and did he talk like this? Anyway, Cobra. Morons! I have morons on yeah. my payroll. Yeah. Anyway. Oh boy. Uh, from. Callian, I want to give a shout-out to Against All Odds on Worm Rest Accord for finally showing everyone that the Alliance can PvP and take Winter Grasp. Quick shout-out to the Monday Night Combat booth at PAX, who gave me to bacon-flavored, gave to me bacon-flavored lip balm from Canton, who we saw and is on right. our recording. And from Adester, hello. I would like to give a shout-out to all those that were at PAX Triwizard. <laughs> And either see you all at PAX East or Prime next year. And the usual. From Sean... From Sean... From Sean Caster. Shout out to my guild, Knights of the Round on Uldaman US. And to the dance party. Jardis, Barry VA, Dread Knight, Hobody's Gnome, Money Shots, Kovar, WTB, AOE Sheep, and Boba Fetish. Cool. Yes, our normal representatives for the dance party are working today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In regards to Wintergrass, I don't know what's happened on Ice Crown that Alliance dominates. I mean, it's all of a sudden ridiculous. Yeah. What well, I don't know if I never, I never don't have access to the vendor in there. Yeah, or just the fact that there's, it's just always available. Like every one of my tunes can go to Wintergrass pretty much anytime I log in, and I don't know. How this has happened over the last about month and a half, two months, that we've started winning every single round. I don't know if the Horde's just given up and they don't show up. I've been in several Wintergrass battles where the Horde are, like, super buffed because they don't have enough people. <laughs> so you get these Hordes, and you know, I'm like, ha-ha. It's a, yeah, it's like, it's a warlock. I'm going to go destroy him. And I go over to... to backstab him, and he has, like, 90,000 hit points. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we'll see... Uh, 
if that holds true. Uh, in terms of battlegrounds, not so much. We're st- our battleground group is still not good. <laughs> <laughs> but got an email here. This is from Fangs. Uh, hey, CH, I'm writing this because I have a horrible pug experience. I was in a random Oculus group. The Pally Tank, who brought his uh, hunter friend along, thought he was better than the rest of the group. He only applied the Pally buffs to his friend and refused to buff anyone else. Oh, nice. This severely annoyed me, but it wasn't the last straw. The final event that made me QQ the group was after we killed the first boss. He patiently waited for everyone to roll greed and then click need after everyone was done rolling. To make matters worth he rolled off with his friend deciding which of them should get the loot wow <laughs> was I right to leave this group also enjoy these drop-ins thanks um i honestly i no, i would have i would have voted to kick him yeah you had if if he brought a friend in that meant you, you had, at least three, had votes. three votes so you could have kicked one of them out and then the other would have uh, been forced to leave because you know no one was there protecting nobody was there to yeah you know mess around with them so that would have been my reaction Barring that, yeah, I would drop the group. <laughs> These are not people you want to hang with. Exactly. And there was never any other f- fallout from your uh, rating experience uh, with the I will now take gold bids for the loot. Oh, guy. Other, no, other than, well, you shouldn't let the, have the guy. Yeah, the, the boilerplate thing I got from them now. That that was it. So, um, no. I, oh, well, one of the things that happened in WoW this week, though. We did get the ability to do the beginning of retaking Nomergon. Yeah, the the, the first indications that uh, Cataclysm is in the pipeline. Yep, which the led Echo, Echo Isles and the Nomergon. Okay, I, yeah, I didn't realize the Horde had that. The Horde Isles has, then. has okay, the Echo, great. Oh yeah, and they actually win. They actually get to retake them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> stupid gnomes! Trolls greater than gnomes. Yeah. Wow. No, the uh, but I love the fact they put that in. They instantly made it possible to grief people with the uh, quest turn in. Yeah. Uh, well, because the quest giver is High Tinker Mechatork. Yeah. In Tinkertown. Yeah, not in Tinkertown. Who's the little tiny guy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the instant that went live, people were parking their mammoths on top of him. Yeah. And I got to witness the GMs banishing them. Oh, did you? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's it, good. It was an epic thing. Nice. That's yeah, very th- this cool. Is, this is, you know, big guy popped into to local talk chat and said, this is GM so-and-so. The uh, problem is being dealt with. And nice. Like, disappear, 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 disappear. It's like, oh, they've just been banned. Wow. How nice. That's awesome. Well, kudos to, to Blizzard, you know, reacting at least with some level of speed for that one. But, yeah, I mean, overall, the, the quest, which had been up on the uh, test server for a while, is fun. It's worth doing. They're, it's it's they're, pretty obvious they had grander plans mm-hmm. for that than they actually wound up implementing. Because they have you train on the tanks. They yeah. train in the flying machines. There's points in the dialogue where they say, go commandeer right. stuff. And, and just the NPCs go and commandeer. Yeah. And you're just on rails. It's, it's battle for the Undercity all over again. Yeah, basically. Um. So I think they just basically said, ah, this, is, this, this seems like work. Well, I'm wondering if they're going to bring it back, though, once Cataclysm launches to something more, you know, epic in terms of taking vehicles. Because now you have to go back because you get booted out of there. Right. Well, they, they re-re-irradiate the place right. again. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoiler because, hey, nothing changes in the world. But in Cataclysm, you know, the gnome starting zone is in right. Gnome Regan. So they, have, get- they have a toehold. So we do have to retake that at some point, like fully. Re-retake, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, me and I were doing yesterday, and we're like, wow, this is like 
bad flashbacks to our early 30s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, trogs. But these are level 80 epic trogs. No. Damn. It's like, who runs to instances anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I just work here. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. So, yeah, the Echo Isles uh, on the Horde side, I need to get over there. I'm not sure if there's a level restriction. If I can do it on one of my low 20s uh, just to experience the content, but I want to try it before it's gone. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take a look. I, I would imagine it's, you know, some... Because that's a very low-level zone where it's taking it's place. It's starting zone, yeah, basically. So. Um, so the... Yeah, but the trolls, you know, they, they have an actual starting city and, and have a home in, in Cataclysm, so... Yeah, they they retake their islands just for the in time for the world to be to destroyed. Destroyed, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, you got anything? Another mail oh, over I there? Have all manner of stuff. I got stuff Go coming in it. from the Black Void, from Boba Fetish. Shout out from the Gray Void to Nuge, also known as the Nuge Kildare, and I just like saying the name Nuge Kildare. Nuge Kildare. Nuge. It's like Ted Nugent, but without the. Head. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know how to put this. But you're right. Yep. Um, let's see, where was I? I was being distracted by Nemesis. I have an email here called The Casually Hardcore Theory. Hello, guys. I hear Miss Gnomewise popped open, and you have a girl. Grat so much. Thank you. She's over here in the uh, swingy chair. Uh, wide awake and staring at the mobile. Hypnotized. The hypno bears. Actually, why am I saying that when I've got the? See, I've, I've like broken the drop-in habit or something. I need to get yeah. get re-addicted to these things here. Of course, that means finding it. Every <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> time I add when everything shifts. Nah. Oh, well, we're just not going to have eh, it. don't worry about it. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. I'm sorry. I reject your reality and substitute my own. And there it is. There we go. That is what is holding my daughter in check right now. The mm -hmm. Hypnotoad. I want to remind you, it's only a few weeks left before the Big Bang Theory is back on the air. Woot. As a warm-up, check out the Comic-Con panel on CBS.com. I also wanted to bring to your attention, I still love your show. Happy Sunday. Best, best wishes and grats on the girl from Jinx on Outland EU, a.k.a. Yeah, Jinx. Cool. All these crazy umlauts and slashes through your O's. Yeah. Crazy fuzzy foreigners. Crazy moon language. I can't read your crazy moon language. Don't make me go find that I one, know, too. I know. I'm not going to make you find that one. Night <laughs> of more. There you go. Done. You're lying. All right. Now I'm done. <laughs> and I'm spent. And I'm spent. So we don't have that one. I know. All right. We got another email here, though. Hit it. Sorry I'm being late to the party and responding to something you spoke about a few weeks ago, but I missed that show, apparently. <laughs> Sad face. <sighs> I noticed you briefly mentioned a case where some private server company ended up being sued for an exorbitant amount of money for running private servers. From that segment, you running guys... Running private servers for profit. Right. From that segment you guys did on the show, it was pretty clear that you guys don't like private servers or at least consider them criminal or wrong. I wonder whether you have actually come into contact with the private server community, though, or are just swallowing the line the game companies push because, as far as I know, you guys are technology tinkers. Well, so are we. 
I have not done anything with WoW, but I'm a major member of a staff for a private server development community for another game, and I can assure you that our goal is not to make money. In fact, the founder of the website I administrate has over the years dumped way more money, thousands of dollars, into the community than any pathetic income streams uh, may be bringing in. Our goal is to tinker with the game, create servers that do new and interesting things, and learn more about programming. I was wondering what your view is on people who jailbreak their iPhones or create a bridges between proprietary and open source software or any other reverse engineering that corporations frown upon but enable people to do new and interesting things. Also mentioned using Blizzard's code, and I can't just restrain myself. That's not true. While there have been games in the past that have used server-side software leaks or, or have been stolen, this practice is not condoned by anyone who isn't an idiot, and this has not happened in the WoW world. Current WoW emulators have been written from scratch and from the ground up over many thousands of man-hours by talented software developers. They just happen to interact with the WoW client. This clean-room reverse engineering style is completely legal where I live, and I presume it is in the USA too, which is why the game companies have to re- uh, restore... Resort? Resort. I'm sorry. It says restore. <laughs> Resort to ridiculous clauses, uh, cases uh, to shut down game operators. Just my two cents. I love the show. I didn't mean to apply anything negative. Just that there is another side to the scene, which many people consider to be a bunch of people trying to get a free ride, when, except for a small minority, is very much the opposite. This is from Mopman, Put Your Pants on Grail. So I think, yeah, maybe you missed, because that was my, my recollection is what Gnome brought up right at the start was our, the reason we were frowning upon this is they were charging money to access the servers just like Blizzard charges money. So that to me, yeah, if you're taking code that doesn't belong to you, or even if you're engineering code to interact with a client that you, that have no you rights don't to. Rights, have rights to, and then you're charging money for it, that is bad. But even if you're doing it... For free, I have problems with it. The whole you know, clean room, double-blind reverse engineering thing, great in theory, but you would have no players and no interest without that client software, which you did not develop. So if you want to be a game dev, go all the way. Yeah. Write your server code, grats. Now go write the client. Why does no one write the client? Well, because that's the hard part that takes... Tens of thousands of man hours and huge resources that the companies themselves have invested. Right. Um, I I will never be sold on the idea that you know a free server backend, no matter how from scratch you've written, is legit when your its whole existence as a viable thing to use is predicated on you using even an unaltered copy of the client. Because without the client software that you didn't develop and you took against the wishes and the stated rules of the people who licensed it to you in the first place, that will never be cool. And that is not in the same category as jailbreaking an iPhone to me. Because that involves installing an alternate operating system onto the hardware. And that's not reusing software in a way that was never intended by the original creator and was specifically forbidden, saying, you can use this if you promise not to do these things. When you, when you jailbreak an iPhone, in my opinion, you're just utilizing the hardware you've purchased in a different way and you're taking all the risks associated with that because you can absolutely damage your hardware if you're an idiot. Um, oh, yeah. 
but running an alternate operating system on hardware that you have paid money for and understanding that your warranty just went out the window, but you're willing to take that risk, great. Go with God. Have fun. Um, just don't go come crying back to the original manufacturer if you break it and say, wham, wham, my thing broke. It's like, well, no, you broke it when you did these things that we don't approve of. Yeah. If you'd stuck with our software, this never would have happened. So thank you very much. You're on your own. Good night. Um, that's very different from writing a backend to you know a, a client application and then saying, oh, well, we're not violating anything. We're all cool here. Well, how useful is your is your server without this client software? Oh, not at all. Okay, that should right. tell you something. Right. No, I, and I yeah, I see that point. And I I have partaken in private servers for EverQuest, uh, the Project 90, 1999 server. Where they're showing the the servers the way they were in yeah. 1999. Yeah. I mean, it's and that community has no aspirations for charging money. It is completely donated time, completely you know, worked on for the love of the game as it was back in 1999. It's something you can't get anywhere, and I, I think that community is great, and I think there's a lot of private server communities out there that probably are not in this for any malicious intent. They are trying to do things either new or recreate things that just aren't available any longer. At the same time, and Sony basically has come out when they interviewed them on it and said, it's against our end user, you know, our uh, license. It's it's not right, but they're kind of looking the other way on it as yeah, well. Sony has kind of a don't ask, don't tell approach that yeah. way. You know, we we kind of think this is really cool, and it's a little bit of free advertisement. But if we're really seen to not be enforcing it, this could lead to yeah. troubles. And this is this is the situation that all these big companies mm-hmm. face. Is it's a slippery slope, and in, in, it really is a slippery slope. Yeah, because if they show up in court to try and enforce their copyright and their end-user license agreement and their terms of service against somebody who is profiting off of their work. And the person who's defending themselves can pull up instances where, hey, these guys over here were doing it too, and you didn't shut them down. We can prove you knew about them, and we can prove you didn't go after them. The judge will look at them and say, you you blew it. Yeah, What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So they have to be religious and consistent about applying and enforcing their copyrights equally, no matter what they may think of how cool the project is or what the innovative things people might be doing. It will screw them in the end if they don't enforce copyright consistently. It's just the world that they live in. And we are over time for break because that was a really good topic. Yep. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. I am Gnomewise, that's Grail, and it's just the guys today. We'll be back right after this.
Mocktail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to become a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? If you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio into our last segment here when Grail wanted to cry like a little girl about the embarrassment of choices that face him in the near future. Yeah. We are hitting the... The curve. The curve. Well, I mean, obviously we're hitting the pre-holiday releases. Uh, the fact that... Uh, don't even get me started. It's I know. Not, uh, There's already Halloween crap I did, up did, everywhere. Did, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming up, especially in the August time frame. Obviously, this Monday night, Tuesday, is Halo Reach. Yeah. That we're going to see uh, uh, come out and... Do whatever Halo Reach does. I don't know that much about uh, it. (laughs) It's it's a Halo where you already know ahead of time that you lose. Well, yeah. Because wasn't Reach the great battle that happened before Halo where all the... uh, Well, all but one. All the Spartans (laughs) but one get annihilated. Yeah. Remember Reach? Yeah. Yeah. 
But I guess you get to play as well, a whole bunch, to, of, whole bunch of different Spartans. Yeah. And they've added, like, jetpacks and all kinds of crazy stuff to you all going to die. So, yeah. Everyone going to die. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to die. Covenant, <laughs> covenant for the win. Covenant. Oh, yeah. There it I, is. I, for one, welcome our new Covenant overlords. Yeah. I think they'll be great. You know, yeah. profit or regret. That'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah. No, I mean, obviously that one's the, the most around the corner. But you have other things. Uh, they came out with a... Interesting. This is something I haven't seen them do before, or at least memorably. But Dead Rising Two released a standalone Xbox Live game called Case Zero, where you get to play the game and you're playing as the main character in it, and you have your daughter who you're trying to keep alive by finding medicine for because she got bit, and so you're trying to keep her from becoming a zombie, and you get to play this kind of like prequel to the game and you can download the trial and just play it or you can download the full version for like five bucks any of the stuff you earn uh combo cards for creating items and such in there you transfer over so it's really i was like well that's that's good use of xbox live yeah very clever good marketing and it was you know just playing the trial version of it made me go wow you know this was a game i was kind of like i'm not sure if i'm going to get it or not but it was a lot of fun so that one's a an October game coming out. We have Fable Three selected for October. Um, you have Force Unleashed Two coming out in that time. I'm rather looking forward to that one. Hopefully the uh, squeaker doesn't. Ex- like, she keeps sneezing over here. Uh-huh. Too. It's kinda, you know, she's allergic to you. Yes, <laughs> that's that must be it. She's like, <laughs> I can't take all that gaming. So, <laughs> uh, what else do we have on the horizon? I'm trying to yeah, trying to get a a quick look here on like EB Games. Um, you know, Metroid M just came out for the Wii. Is it Metroid Other M? Other M. I'm sorry. Yeah, Other M. Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is the basically the multiplayer uh, Assassin's Creed. The the promo video they made for that one was, was kind of cool. Oh yeah, uh, I'm just not sure how that translates into gameplay, but it looked pretty wildly neat. Yeah. No, it looks looks pretty good. So, um, and then Rock Band Three is also slated in that time. And then, Including of course, the new instrument, the keyboard, yeah, keyboard has demoed at PAX. And of course, then just past October is what tentatively right now is the release date for Cataclysm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll expect it when we see it. Yeah. Oh, and Fallout Vegas also. Another, oh yeah, Fallout Three. Another new, new Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, little things. You know, just kiss your wife before the first one releases. I just look at it like, hey, at least it gives me something. To, when people go, "What do you want for Christmas?" At least I'll have an answer this year. <laughs> here's, here's my shopping cart in exactly. games. Have a nice day. Exactly. So yeah. So you know, budget accordingly. That's my only advice. Yeah. Start saving your pennies now, kitties, because mm-hmm. there's stuff waiting to be bought. So, so we have no shortage of stuff. Um, in the research tab this week, we have input from Fangs, none left, Eid or Ida. Now we can figure out what his pronunciation is. Id, Boba Fetish, Sekulian or Sasulian. Hmm. Uh, so thank you for all your contributions, guys. The thing that uh, struck me, I've actually been playing a little WoW lately, mm-hmm. getting the uh, Death Knight geared up. Doing the DPS thing, I told you my you know, e-stalking story from a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the needle-encrusted scorpion yeah. incident. The, the. You couldn't possibly use that as a DPS DKU retard. It's like, um, dude, I'm blood. Armor pen is just fine for us. Yeah. Have a nice day. Which is too funny, because then after that, in my the guild that I raid with, mm-hmm. our DK was in a 25-man, leading the charts for DPS, right. got to, I think, Sarafang, led there... 
and then started getting bitched at because somebody in the raid said, you're, you're not stacking armor pen. You're fail. And he's like, I'm unholy DPS. Unholy I'm doesn't care blood. about right. armor pen unless for your very specific one spec, it's okay if you're like unholy with a subspec of blood. blood in a specific way. Right. It's not bad, but strength still even comes out as a little bit better. You'd rather, you'd rather stack so, strength. And then they have, apparently they had this huge argument over Venn. Like, just look at the and, DPS yeah. meters. And so like somebody was like, well, what, what if... Uh, you know, why don't you just regem? And the our, our DK told him like, "Hey, if you want to pay for all my gems, so I can come in here and I guarantee you, I'll do three to four k less DPS." Sure, <laughs> let's, let's go to the auction let's do house it. now. <laughs> so yeah, it's people. I mean, really, people honestly, get obsessed with with what they what they've read is the thing yeah. to do. It's like uh, the numbers do not lie. Yeah, or just I mean, even if it is wrong, he's leading the DPS. Who right. cares? He's better you're than killing you. bosses. It's not like if you're he failing. sucks, you suck harder. Uh, so shut up. Yeah, I never never understand complaining when things are going well. You know, look at any yeah. sports team. If everybody's winning, nobody gives a damn. Yep. About stats, it's suddenly when people are losing. That's when people only in get. this game will people complain even yeah, when you're winning. even when you're winning because you're doing it wrong. Because you could be winning faster. Honey, you're gonna come to bed. No, why? Someone on the internet <laughs> is wrong. wrong. Yes. Uh, um, so from the research that Zulgurub is going away. Now, this is something that Glola and I have been going into for months now, just trying to get the raptor and the tiger mounts to drop, mm-hmm. which they resolutely refuse to. Of course. And the statement from the Blue Post has been, it's gone as a raid instance right. in Cataclysm. And no one's been able to get a clarification from that. Is it retooled as something else? Is it now an open air area? Can we still farm the mounts? No news there. But the possibility exists that the unique items you can get from there will no longer be available with Cataclysm. So if you want to farm the Raptor and the Tiger, get in there. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah, it's not guaranteed one way or another. But, yeah, this is one of those ones that if you're interested in that mount, you better grab it because... Or try, because I've been trying for months. Right, the right. Same thing won't give it, Yeah, give, give it a shot because you only get once a... Or what's the lockout on the, the 20 man? It's not I a week. I don't remember. I don't think it's, it's a full week. week. It's four, like four, four, three or four days. Yeah, something like that. So you you can get at least multiple attempts in in a week, but uh, you definitely are running out of time. You, you probably have about three months right now to to seal that. Um, yep. But that's the only mount instance that I know of that they basically is not right now in the beta right. and. Well, they they are they've long since removed the armored bear from Zulaman. Right, right. That left before that left at uh, the beginning of Wrath, uh, uh, yeah. basically, because they said as soon as you start leveling up, this speed this run will be become trivial, trivial, so it'll be meaningless. So they very wisely took it out. Yeah. Uh, some of the achievement mounts out of the early days of Wrath, I think, were removed. Yeah. Because uh, basically they said we're now releasing gear that will make this right. trivial. So bang, you can't get it yeah. anymore. They they've shown. You know, precedents before of them removing mounts, but right. in terms of like these, the, low, these low drop rate yeah, ones, they're just the you just farm them. Strathholm Raven, Ray, uh, oh, you mean Rivendare. my, my Rivendare's mount? Yes. Oh, you have one? Oh, I have one. Oh, nice. Well, well, I think Boba just killed himself, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, Boba's already <laughs> upset with me because I finally got mine. Nice. And, you know, he's in there all the damn time. Boba yeah. Trying to, well, that makes uh, 73 runs yeah. with no mount. <laughs> <laughs> You can do it, and I link it. It's like, oh, I hate you so oh, much. Oh, man. So, I mean, that one still sounds like it'll exist even in Kata. Uh, the cars on the hunt, Huntsman's Mount. Yeah, I mean, I've farmed all these with uh, Glola. Right. I mean, we've got, and we have a mixture of them. We both have the Hawk Strider from Heroic Magisters. Oh, cool. He's got the Huntsman's Mount. 
Um, I've got Rivendares. He's got. We're shooting for the Raptor and the Tiger, right? And a, a Huntsman's for me. And then we're waiting for our October to uh, get some more uh, headless horseman action. Just out of curiosity, since you play a druid, why haven't you been going for the druid big bird mount thing? Oh, we do. Oh, okay. No, that's usually part wasn't of, in the list. That's just part of our <laughs> nightly. Because that one just refuses to drop. Yeah. It actually is a reasonable you know, commitment of time to burrow that right. far into the instance with two people. Right. And the dan- and, and of course the, the month long intro because I've got to the point where we'll get two pulls into that room and I'll put the damn globe into the claw <laughs> and it'll just you know yeah. thunderclouds and we're busily killing the last three or four groups like yeah it'll be done by the time we're done oh, that's good yeah you've gotten used to that one but yeah no I want I want the Raven Lord if I can get it uh, I've always wanted the Raven Lord since I first saw it even though I realized it wasn't a flying mount um, it's still unique model. Oh, yeah. It's a nice-looking mount. It's it's one that they haven't yet uh, you know, farmed out and reskinned 1,000 million times for uh, other mounts. Right. So you know, that, that one is another one that just resolutely refuses to drop. Yeah. Yeah, we've killed Anzu many, many times. Okay. But I'm, I'm still looking forward to another... Because you know, we've seen at least a reasonable drop rate on the Headless Horseman's mount. I mean, two or three people around us have that. You know, Barry's got one. Gwenora's got one. Io's got one. Um... So I have some hopes for for this this, this Halloween, Halloween go around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, last Halloween was hope renewing. Yeah, I would say <laughs> if anything. You and I were in there for a lot of roles. We saw. <laughs> yeah, I think we saw it three times this last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. And we didn't by far give it as much of a try as no, we, we had in year, yeah. years past. So I'm thinking we're going to try to hit it a little. Yeah, definitely. Year. I would like to to seal it. Plus, we got enough people now that already have the damn thing, so maybe we can actually <laughs> win one. Fist bump. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Form of horseman uh, mount. mount. <laughs> Multi-mode mount. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just want my flying mount when you open it in a flying mount area. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then we can all <laughs> ride off Dalaran to our deaths together. together. That's That'd right. Awesome. <laughs> Just make a big crater on the ground when we're done. <laughs> Equestrian base jumping. Oh, boy. But yeah, so if you have a desire for the raptor mount or the uh, tiger mount out of ZG, begin farming now. Yeah. Hours of entertainment. Bring the family. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you ever sit there and go, well, I'm bored. Which I love when people log in to uh-huh. the board. It's like, well, then why are you logging in? Exactly. Go do something more entertaining then. <laughs> There's got to be something better to do. Uh, so let's see. We have an uh, article on computer, computer and video uh, computerandvideogames.com uh, that basically Gearbox has announced that development for Duke Nukem Forever is done. Mm-hmm. They claim. It's just polishing now, and it will be released in 2011. So we'll believe it we'll believe it when, when we, we see, see it. it i mean it's it's the poster child for vaporware yep so it's either they're they're having a laugh at all of our expense or exactly. <laughs> which would be a, just a terrific business move for them uh-huh it's gonna be like an 8-bit 2-bit you know uh 2d sky side scroll there you go on xbox live like the originals boy it could happen yeah you never know uh yes here's where systems collapse Xbox Live gamers suspended for living in Fort Gay. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> like, this is when you have an automated system that is designed to try and make judgment calls about whether someone is griefing or using forbidden naming conventions. Right. Lives in the city, actually named Fort Gay, named during the war between the states at the junction of the Tug and Big Sandy Rivers in 1789. Charles Vancouver and ten companions built a log fort and attempted a settlement on land surveyed in seventeen seventy by John Fry and George Washington for George Washington. Fort Gay. 
And the Xbox Live system said, yeah, that's a forbidden word. You're not allowed to use that. Right. We're going to suspend your account. It's, like, it's just my address. You asked for my address. I gave you my address. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> <sighs> Stupidity in automated systems. Right. Um, if you hadn't seen uh, a really sad story for uh, the company of Heroes lead designer, Brian Wood, ah, yes. who uh, perished, unfortunately, in a car accident where he basically, it, circumstances presented themselves that he had a runaway SUV coming towards his family. Because the driver was busy taking her sweater off while driving. Yeah. And there was drugs involved, but you very know. likely, yes. Yeah, shocked um, I was. Shocking, but he actually turned his car in such a manner so that it basically t-boned the driver's side and protected his wife and one uh, or two kids that no, were in the car. Pregnant wife. Yeah, pregnant wife. That's what it was. Pregnant wife, and uh, you know, saved her life by by doing that. But unfortunately, uh, lost his. So I know there is a. Uh, foundation or memorial fund that's been put up. So if you have any interest in that, uh, the article on this was on theprovidence.com or the province, I'm sorry, .com. Uh, so it's an interesting read. I mean, it's uh, about a guy that really, uh, you know, in all the the folks they interviewed uh, and everybody from the various uh, video game communities said this guy was, you know, incredibly nice, you know, awesome person. So lived it to the very end, obviously. Yep. <laughs> Something to look at. Said, take me. Yeah. Um, also, where it was in there. I'm not sure what Barry VA is saying. Level 75, it's three days. What's three days, Barry VA? Enlighten me. Not sure what he was responding to there. Well, All right. From. Oh, I just work here. Yeah. Okay, there's one other thing in here I want to hit before we wrap it up here. And that's right. <laughs> Korea may ban Steam. <laughs> okay. All right. According to several reports from over the weekend, the ratings board of South Korea is cracking down on the distribution of unrated video games in the country and has everything from homebrew games to Valve's Steam service in its sights. Law in Korea currently states that game, all games must be rated by the government. Doesn't matter if it's a AAA blockbuster or some mobile game a kid made in his bedroom. If it's publicly available, then it has to be rated. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping your citizens from enjoying life. Yeah. One stupid, badly enforced rule at a time. I'm looking at you, Australia, too. Yeah. Because we must protect them from themselves because they can't make good decisions. We have to make them for them. And that's always turned out for the best every time, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Rarely, if never. Man. So somebody also built a NES 8-bit coffee table. This thing is... Awesome. Yeah, pretty damn cool. (laughs) It actually has... Complete with a controller piece as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hmm, this is on uh, Kotaku.com. Uh, but various pictures, uh, including pictures of a real NES on top of it to give you a sense of scale. It is, uh, yeah, that's, wow. That's some gaming gaming furniture right mm-hmm. there. We saw gaming furniture at PAX, too, the Geek Chic stuff. Wow. Which was very, very cool. This more is like gaming in your face furniture where yeah. geek chic is very like 
gaming you can, you under can, you the... Can hide, yeah, you, you can hide. A serviceable table for, for fine dining, and then you whip out the secret panels, and you, now you can game. Yeah. There's it's no a, yeah. There's no getting around this one. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> In a good way. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, if if I had space for that somewhere, you sure. One right next to the wagon wheel table. There right? you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Ruskadick, and this is eight bit. Eight bit. I'll wow. be in the car. Lovely. All right. I believe that wraps it up for us. Mm-hmm. As we have. Tag teamed this. Booyah. So we already called a previous episode Estrogen Free. So what do we call this one? Testosterone Full? Yeah. Because <laughs> like you know, Gwen's not here. That's so. true. Exactly. Oh, All right. right. I have been no more. So simple. <laughs> so, <laughs> so easy. easy. <laughs> Just, this stuff writes itself. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All Gwen has to be is not here to defend himself. Yeah. And it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. The, even when he's here, it's really not that much di- more difficult. Uh-huh. But still. <laughs> I know what he can do with ranged firearms with scopes, so I'd be careful there. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Grail has a death wish. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com. I'm going to continue getting out the remainder of the Petty Arcade Expo 2010 coverage. We have a whole bunch of uh, short and not-so-short interviews we did that were not broadcast live. They'll be coming to you. I'm just going to think bundle them together into one big download just to save your sanity. Yeah. Uh, including stuff like Portal 2 and Torchlight 2, uh, where mm-hmm. we interviewed a young lady whose name was Wonder. Wonder. Yes. And you got an email from Wonder. Oh, did you? Makes you wonder. Huh. I saw Rudent Games was following us now, Mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting the people who start following you on Twitter after you've handed out your business card a couple hundred thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Shot ninja stars all over the place. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. (laughs) Whatever works. I'll be in the car. Uh, We're also interested in hearing from you as to uh, what other conventions we should look at trying to attend in the future. Um, I've had a suggestion for a consumer electronics show, which I can get uh, passes to through my company. And that's in the beginning of January, typically, in Vegas. Okay. That one's very attainable for us. Yeah. But I'm uh, just kind of curious what goes on out there that uh, makes for good radio without necessarily breaking our budgets and killing us, mm-hmm. which PAX nearly did. But I yeah. digress. It was fun anyway. Yes. We have been Casually Hardcore. You have been the listener base. We'll be back next week. We are out of here.